three-round discussion with a 20-minute time. Introducing first from a Zoom call in Columbia, South Carolina, Matthew, aka the Unbreakable Spirit, and his opponent from a Zoom call in Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel, aka the Executioner. Take it away, Matthew. Thank you, Jesse, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone. This is episode number 111 of At Odds with the Unbreakable Spirit. And the executioner, Daniel Travis. I am Matthew Smith, a.k.a. the Unbreakable Spirit. You know the drill. Let's run through the topics. Yep. Topic number one. Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch's contracts are expiring in June. Why that's not really a big problem. Number two. Theorizing on who attacked, or I guess you can say who whooped that trick's ass. (laughs) Number three. The results of NXT deadline. But first, topic number uno. Take it away, comrade. Well, my thoughts. You got the timer going. I just started it. Just making sure. Um, my thoughts on uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Freaking Rollins' uh, contract expiry. It is interesting. But to be 100% honest, I could honestly see them both re-signing for a ton of money because they've already had a successful career there. Yeah, I'm I'm not too worried about this because WWE morale in the locker room has gone up a lot in recent, like, news articles and whatnot since the... I guess Endeavor regime has has come into power. And Triple H at the helm of creative. Yeah, and also, like, where would they go? AEW? Apparently that locker room morale isn't that good. Yeah, that locker room is so loud, it makes Batman seem happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, like, I know we're reporting on this, but, like, we shouldn't be too worried, but... Ah, uh, okay. Wait, hang on. Here, uh, but what about Drew McIntyre? His contract is up around WrestleMania time next year. I I could see him also resigning because he... Like, he wants to get that WrestleMania moment in front of a crowd, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, Maya, I mean, honestly, because, like I've said, with how much success they have had in WWE, it's just they have already built up both of them a lot of Hall of Fame-worthy careers, both of them. Hell, 
The only thing that Seth hasn't done is main is actually main event WrestleMania. Is that true? Yeah. Huh. Well, he also hasn't done like King of the Ring and stuff like that. Yeah. True. But I mean, my honest take is, I could see them both resigning, and I could. Uh, my guess is it is going. It is going to be in the billion, in the either billions or millions of dollars. Yeah, I, I, I could see that, but at the same time, I don't think they're that money hungry. So I, I would see them accepting like a few thousand, which is probably what they're getting paid, being paid right now. No, I think it's like a couple million. I think mm. I'll I'll look it up later. <laughs> Don't confuse uh, salary with net worth. Uh, uh, but what is your thoughts on this shit, Matthew? My thoughts are a lot of uh, wrestlers' contracts, not just in WWE are expiring next year. Like, MJF has been hyping this up for, like, at least two years now. But the bidding war of 2024 is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We are and... away from December 1st when MJF's contract, from what you've told me, will be expiring with AEW. Yes. And I've also, and the funny thing is that, like, literally the day before, this is going to sound crazy, but the the day before his contract, unless he's already re-signed. Yeah. But literally the day before, he's supposed to defend his world title against Samoa Joe. Yeah, so the outcome of that match will actually give us our answer of whether or not MJF has re-signed. If he beats Samoa Joe and retains, then he's re-signed. If Samoa Joe wins the title, MJF might not have re-signed. But, I mean, hey, considering... Considering a few years, considering a couple decades ago what Ric Flair did, showing up with another wrestling company's title on... I mean, hey, that's happened twice. Yeah. Mickey James did it. Yeah, that's true, but I feel like that was an exception since WWE was allowing wrestlers from other companies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, I could also... Because the other two people, and I know we're kind of going all over the place for this, but I don't really give a shit. Yeah, this isn't really about backing Seth. It's just where some wrestlers could end up when you think about it. Because, like, take Andrade, for example. His contract is up and up, and I've heard he's not planning on re-signing. That just goes back to the AEW locker room having bad morale. Yeah, I've also heard, like, Diana Peraza. I could see her coming back. 
to WWE. And hopefully having a good run this time around. Yeah. That is true. Um, Sammy Callahan, I... They, they tried signing him. Didn't really work out. Now, I could... I'm going to say this before... Uh, you know what? I'll see what I'm going to say. Final thoughts? Uh, I'll go... F- uh, I guess I'll go first. Uh, sure. All right, since, you know, it was my topic. But right. Final thoughts is... If Seth Rollins and... Becky Lynch, don't resign. I will honestly be very, very surprised, but I don't see that happening. But uh, for Sammy Callan, I just thought I mentioned this. I could see him maybe going to like uh, GCW or resigning with Impact. Yeah, as for me, if Seth and Becky don't resign. I would personally want to see them have a run on the indies and see, and like actually see a little bit of what Tyler Black can do. As for the Sammy Callahan thing, if he if he doesn't resign with Impact, maybe he can go back to uh, CZW because that's where he. Had a great rivalry with Moxley, and if he doesn't go there, sign with AEW and reignite the Callahan Moxley rivalry. We'll be back with topic two. Oh man! And I actually like how you actually went first for the uh, for your topic. So maybe in our final thoughts, we should uh, the person who was hosting should go first. Well, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, I guess even though it's just reading match results, though. No, I was talking about the final thoughts of every segment. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Top, I'll crap in. Topic two and three, two, one. And we are back with topic number two. Who whooped that trick's ass? Our, our theories on who attacked Trick Williams. Yeah, but the short end of it is who the fuck attacked Trick Williams. Yeah, it, uh, it's probably Carmelo Hayes. Let's be real. Uh, my honest thoughts is... Well, here, well, what are your thoughts before I say mine? Um, I, I do... It could be a number of people... But because Trick has gotten so over, maybe some other employees are getting jealous? I mean, because my theory, and this is just, uh, I've had this theory for a while, but uh, the theory that I have is what if, yes, it is, because um, Lexus King said that he wasn't, you know, he didn't, you know, take out Carmelo, I meant to a trick. So, he, um, but my theory is that um, either Carmelo Hayes did it himself, but he's just making himself look 
like he didn't do it? Or what if, I, and this is just an idea, but it's just, what if the person that attacked Trick Williams is some, oh, I don't know, uh, I, um, I was going to say, uh, what if it's some superstar that, um, what if it's like somebody new on the roster, someone that hasn't even debuted yet? That would be interesting, but I will say there is something that makes me think it is Melo. And it was his reaction when Trick Williams came out after the triple threat number one contenders match. Or like when Trick announced it was a fatal four way or something. Like, no, drag it off. What? Dragunov announced it, but okay, because, and then this is something actually kind of related to Dragunov, is I heard that, um, speaking of Dragunov, I've heard he's injured. Yeah, I've heard that as well. But my, my honest take on who attacked Trick Williams is I could definitely see it being let's just well I could see it being Carmelo Hayes and it would honestly make a hundred percent sense is what if this entire time it was Lexus King I mean that's definitely a thought this past NXT uh, Lexus King Showed that he's not below attacking someone to get his way. I mean, it would definitely make Brian Pillman Jr., a.k.a. Lysis King, a serious problem. Yeah, because for those who don't watch NXT, which I'm surprised if you don't because it's one of the better WWE products, Lysis attacked one of the... uh, breakout tournament competitors to replace that person in the tournament. I don't know how Ava Rain got the power to allow that to happen, but it it worked, I guess. Yeah, I I mean, because my honest take is I could either see it being I could see it being Carmelo because he is getting way too over, but I could also see Baron. Uh, I could also say some other people I could totally see it to be 100% honest is Broad Breaker or um, or Bear or this newly revived Baron Corbin. Yeah, like I'm glad Corbin's back to what he originally was, just um. Uh, just saying. Well, I wouldn't really... Uh, well, I mean, because this is more of a new character well, for him. What, what I meant is he's not a joke anymore. Yeah. That is true. I can honestly agree with that. But a back on topic is... um, I feel like whoever attacked... 
Well, Luxus King would be an interesting choice at Karma. I, I'm going to be honest. I kind of don't want it to be Carmelo because I don't want it to be like the most obvious thing in the world. Be like, yeah, oh, of like course. Some of the reactions he's had to Drake or Dragunov, they are just coded in like this. This is obvious. Like I'm obviously trying to have my guilt and not doing a good job at it. But no, 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 no. That, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying is I don't want this. I don't want the reveal of it to be Trick Williams to be kind of obvious of who it is. I don't want to be like, oh, of course. I want to actually be surprised. Yeah, and going into our final thoughts, which I will start. Who would try? Trick Williams, it's going to be revealed eventually. Let's just hope it's a surprise. My final thoughts is I could, if it's Carmelo Hayes, I'm not really going to be 100% surprised, but I could also honestly see Lexus King being responsible, and I think that it would be a very interesting strategy to make him the tiger because it would make this guy that had, you know, zero appearances, this really big heel in NXT. Yeah. So we'll be back with the third and final topic, the results of the final prediction battle of the year. And it was a close one. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be right back. Ah. Hello, everybody. We are back with the third and final topic. It is the final prediction battle of the year. NXT, da, 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 deadline. The first match that we are going to do is... Um, eh, I'm going to do the men's Iron Survivor Challenge, which that match, I'm going to be honest, that match was quite entertaining. Yeah, it was. And I kind of honestly... My favorite part of that entire match was just the way Broad Breaker <laughs> came to the ring and just went, Hello, Spear! Yeah. Like, Hello, Spear! Hello, Spear again! Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love, you know, like, the whole formula for this match, but it's just, when wrestlers come in and they don't start, you know, immediately trying to score falls, like, you know, take advantage of everybody else being the shit out of each other, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. It's also stupid when they don't fight inside of the penalty box. Yeah. Uh, let's see, this match had... Uh, fuck. It was Briggs, Jensen, Tyler Brates, Braun Breaker, Trick Williams, and Die Jack. 
Right. Now, that match was really good. There was a lot of you know, good pinfalls and all that sort of things. Um, my only... Josh Briggs, not Briggs Jensen. Yeah. My only, ma- my only problem with this match, to be 100% honest, is like you said, they really weren't really fighting a whole lot. And, um, but I am, you know, there's a lot of great spots in this match, like, like, uh, Trick Williams, you know, literally jumping off of someone's back to hit a clothesline. Yeah. That was cool. Um, there was a lot of good matches, like, the match was very good, but it's just, I am more intrigued to see what happens in the Iron Survivor Challenge if, like, let's say, you know, the, the three people that had the most falls. I am very intrigued to see what happens in the Iron Survivor Challenge if there's a three-way tie. And the timer runs out. Like, what would happen? Would all three of them get a shot at at the NXT Championship? Like a sudden death sort of thing? Would everyone, like, would everybody else in the match have to leave and it just be those three, like, the three people, whoever scores the first pinfall wins? Questions that will oh. probably be answered in the future at some point. I hope. All right. Um, the, and I won because Trick Williams. Which I thought was okay, although it, the more I and then uh, the, the next match, uh, Matthew got Briggs and Bait. I got Breaker and Williams. Williams won, which gave me a first fall. Yeah. Then we go to the women's on Survivor. I got Blair. You got a. Uh, I had Blair Davenport and Fallon Henley. You had Trish Stratton and uh, Tiffany Stratton and Last Legend. Dang it, you got me because of Trish Stratus and Tiffany Stratton now. Anyway, that match was was good. I like the fact that, you know, they were actually uh, fighting. In the penalty box, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't know but, what the male members of Metaphor were thinking, trying to let, like, they realized they were blocking Lash from getting out, right? Wasn't she in the penalty box at that point? I think so. The, um, the match was, was... She wasn't. There was uh, two other people, I think. Yeah, um, that's who it was. Yeah, when one of them got up on the cage and they pushed the other one off through the announce table, I was like, Yeah, that was kind of cool. But, um, who won that match? I forgot. Uh, Blair Davenport with like seconds to spare. 
Okay, I blurred Davenport won the match, which... Can I just say something real quick that, like, this is really bothering me right now? Is... Why did you have a heel in one, but a baby face win the other? Now I'm going to do the NXT Championship match, mm-hmm. the main event. Baron Corbin versus Diagonoff. Very good match, of course. Yeah. But Ilya is kind of one of those guys that I don't feel like they can have a bad match. No. No, you're 100% right. Um, but it's just uh, dragging off one, but and uh, that, that's my problem with this is babyface um, babyface. Yeah, because if you had better Corbin win, it would have made Trick Williams winning. What if he does want the NXT Championship and New Year's Evil much more meaningful? Yeah, for sure. I just thought I'd put that out there because I was like, great, but wait, you're a babyface. You're a babyface. Is Ruffy going to turn heel soon so we can have a match? He'll be babyface. Because, like, you know, uh, with Blood Davenport, what I'm like, okay, that's good because we get a heel v babyface. Yeah. Assuming Cora J doesn't win. Uh, assuming Cora J doesn't weasel her way into a uh, a women's championship match prior to New Year's Evil. Fair enough. Which, that's actually oh. on topic for this because Cora J returned after the Women's Iron Survivor. Yeah, um, so Matthew won, I mean, Matthew won the, uh, that match. Flair Davenport. Make you yeah. tied. Then we have the NXT North American Championship Dragon Lee versus Dominic Mysterio. Dom did a hell of a job by himself. Yeah, I am not going to lie. I'm surprised he didn't have Mommy there to help him. Yeah. Um. But my honest thoughts is the match was good. I'm kind of a bit surprised, to be honest, that we have a new champion. I mean, because, like, I'm surprised, like, Dom did, like, like, I thought Dominic Mysterio was going to win by, like, pulling in Eddie Guerrero in front of Rey Mysterio. Yeah, I... I'm surprised, like I said, I'm surprised Mommy wasn't there. If Rey Mysterio was in Dragon Lee's corner, someone should have been Dom's to sort of, like, make the scale even. Yeah, it was kind of weird to me, now that you mention that, that there was nobody from Judgment Day backing him up. Maybe he had mentioned something on, like, Raw or something that he didn't think he needed anything and we just missed it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Dragon Lee won, which no one took him getting called to SmackDown to win a championship. Yeah. Dragon Lee won, which uh, gave Matthew the lead. Yep. Then we had uh, 
Lexus King versus Carmelo Hayes in a great match because they're both great in the ring. Uh, Carmelo won the match and then said something that, hey, I didn't attack Trick, but thank you for something, my friend. Yeah. I forget what he said. Good match. What's your thought on that match? Uh, yeah, again, I feel like Carmelo, unless he's like having an off day, is sort of like Ilya and can't really have a bad match with how athletic he is and everything. Yeah, true. Plus, it also makes Lexus King look good. Yeah. And no disrespect to Lexus King. He is good. He's... But also, he's got that pressure of being a second gen. Which can kind of be sour in some people's mouth, you know? It's like, oh, you're good because it's in your blood and stuff like that. That doesn't mean he didn't work his butt off to be this good. Yeah. And then the... Yeah, which I won, and then we... And then uh, we had the Steel Cage match, which was... Random. Right, I mean, I mean, because like, I know like those two had like some issues with each other, but it's just like, like how you know you couldn't really escape the cage. It was kind of like, huh? It's like that's literally one of the ways you win a steel cage. There isn't this isn't a war games where escaping the cage counts as a forfeit. Yeah, agreed. I mean, the match was good, and then I forget, and then uh, some random chick, I forget who the fuck it was, helped. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't remember her name. Yeah, and then she helped, and and then, which made us tie again. But, like, well, because, okay, because, you know, yeah, I mentioned the main event already, but uh, when this match, like, in it, when this pay-per-view was actually happening the way it did, going into the main event, we were tied. Yeah. But the way I'm doing it, and I really, uh, yeah, we were still, then we had Axiom versus Nathan Frazier, again, two baby faces fighting each other, the fuck? Yeah. Good thing it was on the kickoff show and not the actual event. Yeah. Great match. I didn't really pay watch it to be 100% honest. Did you? I'm pretty sure it was getting dinner at that time. Okay. Um. But I did check ringside news to see who won because it's sort of my responsibility to document these things. Yeah. And you won. Yeah. Now, what was the punishment? Uh, what movie am I watching? Uh, I told you this on the day that we actually watched this. Uh, it's not necessarily a bad 
holiday movie because the loser has to watch a quote bad holiday movie of the winner's choice. I just think it's one that doesn't fit the holiday spirit. You will be watching Krampus, that evil Santa movie. Okay. And I checked on Peacock. It is available. And you'll be watching that. All right. Uh, you just... have to pay for it since it's on the service that you pay for. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that is it. Roll that outro. We'll see you next week. Roll that outro. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Add Odds, hosted by the Unbreakable Spirit and the Executioner. Edited by the Unbreakable Spirit. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MTS underscore life underscore zero one two six. You can follow me on Instagram at DanTravis121. And you can also follow me on the Twitter at DanTheExecutioner21. And you can follow the podcast at Adults Podcast. We'll be back next week with more debates and discussion. But until then, the executioner and the unbreakable spirit will still be at odds. Thank you, losers. <laughs>